Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Taylor. And we're the hosts of The Win Podcast, a podcast where we speak with inspirational women entrepreneurs, small business owners, leaders, and changemakers. From the challenges of entrepreneurship to social media skills to creating better daily practices and maintaining motivation, we discuss it all. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or many more. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to the Win Podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Taylor. And this week we are so excited to welcome Bethany Hawkins to the podcast. Bethany is the founder of Crackers in Soup and the co-host of Chatting Over Chowder. Crackers in Soup is a podcast management company that focuses on up-leveling women of color or allies of women of color's podcasts. Her favorite part of Crackers in Soup is that the people they work with begin as clients but turn into family. Bethany's podcast, Chatting Over Chowder, features two minority women giggling with women in the podcasting industry, finding out what podcasts they listen to, all while eating chowder. Bethany, what a fun job you have. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so. <laughs> 100%. I like was listening to your, your, your bio right here the whole time. I was just like, yes. Yes. More yes. Yes. And yes. And yes. (laughs) I love it. I love, I love the way that you describe things too. Like, I feel like we just got this window into how your podcast goes just purely by the way you create your bio. It's like, this is just this completely unique experience. And I, I just love how you've incorporated food into every aspect of your business. Like this is, there's just so much fun to this and I can't wait to dive in. Thank you, Val. And I want to hear why chowder? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, we'll kick it off there. (laughs) Yes, perfect. Perfect. So the backstory of Chatting Over County, it is a complete riff on my company name, Crackers and Soup. And Chatting Over Chowder had come to be because, as you know, we're from Massachusetts. And I was was making dinner while I was talking to my friend, um, Kimberly Sumter, who is also in the podcasting industry. And after three hours, I said, look, I need to hang up with you. I need to go finish dinner for my family. I'm making chowda. And she lives in Jersey. And she had no idea what the hell I was saying. <laughs> she was like, you're going, you're, you're making what? And I said, I'm making chowda, like seafood chowda. She goes, Bethany, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, I've been to Jersey. I know you all have chowder there. And she said, oh, you're saying chowder. And I'm like, oh, excuse oh me, tri-state area. <laughs> chowder i'm making chowder for my family so when i was trying to (laughs) so when we were trying to come up with a podcasting name i knew that i wanted it to coincide with my business but it wasn't going to be talking about podcast management in which my company does i just wanted to speak with women solely women in the podcasting industry get their history how they came up in this podcasting world and the best conversations that my co-host Sherilyn and I have, I mean, I'm black, she's Dominican. The best conversations we have is always over food. 
So we actually send our guests prior to the to our interviews chowder. Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Taylor, we need to step it up. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my gosh. I was just gonna say, like, how does the chowder work? Like, do you go pick up the chowder? That is like I'm into yes. it. I'm loving it. Okay, that. wait, that's hold fantastic. on. Hold on. So back up. You make the chowder. No. Okay. So I actually found I am the queen of vetting. I vet the hell out of everybody. So <laughs> be forewarned, y'all were vetted before I decided to come on the show. Because I want to make sure that the people that I engage with in my business, as well as in my podcast, and just in all areas of my life, they accept Black Lives Matter. They accept the, the LGBT community. They're all about inclusion. So the foundation of everything that I do is regarding inclusion. And if you it. are not a part of that, I can't ride with you. Yeah. Because 100%. when you have me, you have my entire soul, you have my energy, you have everything. And I am unwilling to share that with you if you believe that certain people shouldn't have all human rights. Yep. I think you just served up like realness right there, right at the top of the podcast. Like, a hundred and fifty percent that's just like baseline what it is when you're interacting with other human beings i love that well it's so it's so easy to push that off right oh when i'm established then i'll worry about like who i'm doing business with so to like just be so in it from the get-go i think one is so important period Mm -hmm. like we all need to start thinking that way and luckily i think the trend is you are your business and it's moving that way like your moral compass should also be attached to your business but I do think that, like, that's just so incredible that you embrace that from the beginning, too. So yeah. kudos Thank to you. you for being all in. All money isn't good money, right? So mm-hmm. money equates to energy. It equates to freedoms. However, if you're getting that money in a way that doesn't feel good to your soul and to your energy, that's going to reflect in your work product. That's going to reflect in how you associate with people. So... Wherever I give my black dollars and wherever I receive my money coming in is going to be people who are aligned with my my beliefs. And mm-hmm. if you don't believe the way that I do, God bless, I'm not the company for you. Like, and that's yeah. cool. Cool, cool, cool. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is, so, that's incredible. Complete tangent. But anyway, so this is how, this, back to the soup. <laughs> the vetted so, soup yes vetted soup how the hell do we get the soup to our people <laughs> so I killed myself on Google like trying to find a company that sends soup that's aligned with our mission with the, that's aligned with our values and it just so happened that one of our clients was pregnant and she was in her first trimester and she could not digest anything without having morning sickness like mm-hmm. a hot second later So in this kind of journey of me trying to find a place that was going to offer soup to send our guests, I knew that I wanted to get her something, again, aligned with crackers and soup. I found this company and I vetted the hell out of them. And they do all the things. It's actually women founded. They were on Shark Tank and they they weren't accepted, which is like Shark Tank's bad. But they make the soup that's homemade. It's based on comfort and love. And the founder, Marty Weiner, she created the soup out of honoring her mother who had passed away with cancer. Like her mother was one of these people who always opened her home into everybody and always fed them. And she wanted to continue on the legacy. So I loved the background. I sent my client the soup. She was like, it's absolutely delicious. So when my co-host and I were like, oh, we need to send this soup, but we have to try it. 
because I look, we can't be sending nothing that doesn't taste good. <laughs> That's just not how we roll. Fair so enough. Yes. Yeah, so we purchased the soup and we tried it and we were so excited because black and Spanish people don't have a spice rack. We have a spice <laughs> closet. <laughs> so I was ready to like pour my spice closet into the soup. I we didn't need it. We just looked at my co-host and I looked at each other in shock. We're like, what? What? Oh my god, what? And when you like open the box, it's this whole presentation and experience. Ooh, and I, I want, love it. Yes, I want all of our guests to know that number one, we send them the link so that they can choose their own suit. Mm-hmm. It's like an unveiling when they yeah. get this package. It's this big box. Everything is in separate boxes because it comes with rolls. It comes with a ladle. It comes Holy with moly. 64. It's like a whole thing. I'm starving now. Yes. So just yes. FYI. Yes. In <laughs> all of the boxes in which it comes with, you can invert them and you can keep them as like keepsakes. You can put them as magazine holders, like little trinket holders. Oh my um, goodness. Coming onto our podcast, it's great to talk and to learn. We we want to honor the people that mm. are coming to talk to us. Because we honor their journey, we honor their experience, and everybody deserves a little suit and love to satisfy them before they come and chat with us. That's amazing. So incredible. I love that. I didn't expect there to be like that much of a story behind (laughs) the the chowder, and I'm that's incredible. I love that. All of our guests are so funny because they're like, we thought we were getting like a can full of soup. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a package. That was a ladle enough. is like a whole other level. Like this Absolutely. is coming with serving utensils. <laughs> like this is not just like pop the lid off, microwave it. Like no. that's amazing. Oh my gosh, we're super extra. Like, I pun, pun intended. We are super extra. Super or extra. I am living for that. That's incredible. So. Now that we have like this background on this soup and where this name come, came from, which I'm so obsessed with, tell us a little bit more about you and what got you involved in podcasting to start with. Before the soup. Before <laughs> the soup. So I've always been eating soup since I was a wee little lad. So there I'm, wasn't a before the soup. There wasn't is a before what you're the saying. Soup. Before the soup, I was before in this the soup. womb. No. <laughs> so... It's funny, my experience, I I was actually in the criminal justice system for 20 years. I graduated from college with a criminal justice degree. I came out of college and I immediately started working at the district attorney's office. One of the ADAs left to go into private practice and he contacted me and he said, I need you as my office administrator slash paralegal um, for the new practice in which I'm starting. So I, I went there because, you know, when you're in your early 20s and people are offering you big dollar dollars, you're bad about it because you want to move out of your parents' house. So, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I was there for eight years. I was I was his paralegal. I was his office administrator. And then the district attorney's office, in which I had left to go work with him, contacted me and they said, we created a position. We would love for you to come back. Can you interview? So I did. I loved everything that they had to say. So I went back to the DA's office. So I was there for a significant amount of time. And as I was there, I noticed that my my love for criminal justice, it hadn't changed because I still watch Snapped with regular regularity. Of course. Of course. Um, but it had exhausted me emotionally, oh, mentally, physically. It's it's a hard business 
to being for longevity. Absolutely. And after almost two decades, I was like, hashtag, I've paid my dues. Exactly. (laughs) So I said to my husband, and my husband could see the transformation that it was making on me. Um, We have three children. I, I would have to leave my company and I would go to pick up our daughter after school and then she she would we would get home at like six thirty. I would be making dinner, I'd be helping her with the homework. And then I would just like be falling down dead by eight o'clock at night. I, I have no, no like life to me. Yeah. So I said to my husband, I can't continue this like hamster wheel. I'm really contemplating creating my own virtual assistant business. Mm. But I want it to concentrate on podcasts. Uh, my husband, God love him. He's like the oldest 42 year old in the world. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't get the whole podcast thing. Like, what is podcast? And I submersed myself in podcasts while I was working at the DA's office because that actually is how I got through my day. Mm-hmm. I would be listening up, up to podcasts regarding encouragement. I would be listening to podcasts to laugh. It, it truly gets, so I'd be sitting there doing like payroll paying all of the bills, like million dollar budgets I had to take care of. And I'd be sitting in my cubicle and I'd be like, <laughs> so many people thought that I was just doing transcriptions because I always had my headphones on. I was like, <laughs> I'll do transcriptions. I'll listen to the podcast. <laughs> and you were like, but it's okay if you think I'm doing transcription because then you won't interrupt my podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, just walk on by. Don't worry about what's going on here. Like, don't worry about what's happening behind the woman behind the curtain. So that's what I did. I research everything because that's just who I am. That's how I'm built. Um, so I researched virtual assistant courses. I actually took two of them. One of them was actually informative. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was okay. Um, but after I had finished the virtual assistant courses and I had found a name for my business and I created a website, I gave my resignation to my boss and she was shocked and she, she cried. Um, but no. I gave her three months notice because I was the only person who did what I did. So I knew that I needed to train somebody, et cetera, et cetera. So after I had left there, um, my husband was like, okay, I'm proud of you for doing this, but we are a two income family mm. and we have a mortgage and we like to eat more things than just soup. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to like, you need to make this business happen. I was like, I got this. I got this. So I started off. In the virtual assistant world, because I knew that I had so many transferable skills, always with the thought of, I'm going to get myself into podcasting. I don't know anybody in podcasting. I don't know anybody who does podcasting, but damn it all to hell, I will get somebody who does podcasting to love me and they will never let me go. And that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I did. And I've been very successful. That's incredible. (laughs) It's amazing what determination and just willingness to learn can really do for you. Yes. And you have to know your why. My why is I want to know who I'm working with. I want to know why I'm working with them. I want to know who my employees are. I want like from from a soul aspect, what are their dreams? What are their aspirations? Mm-hmm. What are their goals? What, what are they trying to lift themselves up? Um, how can my company help them? up level to wherever they want to up level. And it's the same thing with my clients. And I say to them, you have a primary business. Why aren't you using your primary business as your sponsor? 
I'm like, bitch, who's paying me? You paying me. You're sponsoring your shit. Like, what are you doing? And that, and just, yes, just putting your business as your sponsor in your show notes is directing your listeners to look towards you. And if they're listening to you and they're engaging with you, they're going to want to purchase either your coaching program, to purchase your products. They want to learn more and engage more with you. So you should be shouting yourself out. And that's how a little bit of how I help my clients up level so that they're seen more, so that they get more clientele, so that they can get paid more. And it's very self-serving because if they're getting paid more, they're paying me. Like they're, they're not falling off on their podcasts. Absolutely. And it's so powerful for the audience too, because if I'm getting paid, then I can continue to produce this content that you enjoy. So really it's kind of this, this circle that is helpful for everybody in the long run. Absolutely. If you can keep doing what you love, then you're going to keep producing things that are of value to other people. But like Mm -hmm. you said, you can't just eat soup, right? Like you got to be able to sustain yourself. um, And you can't just do that on passion. So you do have to turn that passion into profit somehow. Yeah. 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 And and for the amount of information in which podcasters truly are giving the listeners for free, when the listeners are are allowed an option to purchase um something from them via Patreon or mm-hmm. buy me a coffee or purchase a product for from the host, it truly bridges the gap mm-hmm. from from listener to host to acquaintance to client, to friend, and then they turn into family. So it's it's such a beautiful transition to have somebody say, I listened to you on episode one. And not only has your podcast gotten better and better with each and every episode, mm-hmm. but I feel like you're akin to me. Yeah. And you've taught me so much. And and for that, I'm gonna buy you a coffee. Like yeah. it's just so nice. It yeah. is. And it's so true. Like that I- community. Yeah, I think about, you know, podcasts that I've listened to for like, oh my gosh, like three (laughs) to five years. And, you know, they talk about their families and their pets and their whoever. And, you know, I've cried with them. I've laughed with them. Like you feel like you really know these people and you want to be able to help them to continue to do what they're doing because you want to be a part of their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. So you created this company, right? First as a virtual assistant type endeavor, moving into that podcast space. At what point do you then take the leap and develop your own podcast? Such a great question, Beth. I am very much a behind the scenes person. I love behind the scenes. I love the whole process of behind the scenes. And when you're working in the podcasting industry with so many phenomenal people, because you vetted them well, they start asking you to be on their damn podcast. Darn it. And I'm like, <laughs> bitch, I'm behind the scenes. Why would I want to talk? No, thank you, ma'am. No, thank you. So I said no to a lot of my friends. <laughs> and then it got to a point where we were doing so many wonderful things in Crackers and Soup. Um, and we were having so many phenomenal experiences that I wanted to share that, but I didn't want to share it in a way in which my content was, this is how you make a podcasting business. And this, these are the X, Y, Z's that you should do. Or no, because I, that, 
like that's not my soul I knew that I would pod fade after about four episodes if that was going to be the makeup of of our podcast so I spoke to my co-host who is also my my business partner um Sherilyn Galva and I said maybe we should do a podcast but I don't want it to be icky yeah like it has to be something that I will want to sustain and in order to do that um I just want to bullshit with my friends who are in the podcasting industry yes, and they can, they can tell us about their stories. Yeah. And I was like, and I want to do it over food. And she was like, <laughs> bet I'm in. So totally like, <laughs> into that. Yes. And that's how you get like the best little pearls of wisdom, right? It's like when you're yes. just talking and you're just letting it flow and you're just seeing what comes out. I mean, you know, Taylor and I, we have a flow for this, but we try not to get too prepared for an interview because we want to roll with what we're hearing and we want to see like where that person's journey is taking us Mm -hmm. and we don't want to get trapped in like okay these are the questions we have to hit because that's where you lose all the magic so I think I think that's brilliant and I love the fact that you incorporated food and I am now seriously thinking about what food to bring into this podcast going forward yes even if if it's just us sitting here stuffing our faces because now I'm hungry um, no, but I think I think that just it brings another warm element to it too, right? It's a comfort mm-hmm. level, and it's that it's that truly conversational, casual discussion um, that I think I, I really do think just opens the door to such a deeper conversation. And in some way, I don't know what it is if it's just completely mental or what, but I love it, and I I, I love that you have basically created this like homey element, yeah, right inside your podcast. And podcasting is is very one sensory, right? So mm. it's all about the ear. Mm. So if you're having a conversation and either your guest isn't feeling it or you're not feeling it, you don't have the visual cues to say, oh, they sound like that it's just ingenuine, but they have a smile on their face. So they must really feel like they're, they look. But when you have headphones in and you're only getting an audio play, mm-hmm. You can feel that tension and you can feel that animosity. And that's why it's like, know who you're talking to prior to hitting that record button, because you don't want to invest an hour of your time and the whole conversation is just trash. And then you have that awkward, hey, thanks for the (laughs) interview. I'm never going to use it because you make me feel sad. so, so true. So setting your, your like interview up for success yeah. and saying to them, these are your guests, these are the bullet points. And I always tell my clients, don't, don't have a litany of questions, have some bullets, riff off of those bullet points that you're going to talk about. Don't throw people curveballs that are just wild. Like, so what is your most traumatic experience? <laughs> don't do like, well, when I was a child, like, don't do that. Like, yeah. don't, yeah. don't, people need to have an idea of where this conversation is yes. going. Exactly. <laughs> like, don't frighten your guests. But, but, and if you do ha- have those moments when you're interviewing a guest and it doesn't flow the way that you expect, you can kind of reel it back in. And then if it's completely like trash, it, it'll only happen few and far between. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. And so that's so that's such good advice too. I mean, like it's 
it's true. Like you need to know who you're talking to. You need to know like kind of what that conversation is going to look like. Um, Cause some like, in all honesty, sometimes you do get into conversations with people and you're just like, well, this was this. All right then. <laughs> but that's all. I mean, you know, it happens. Like you said, it's far and few between. So I think what's really interesting about what you've done with your businesses here is how they kind of balance each other. Right. And so, I think when I think of a virtual assistant business, I I think I have this kind of perception of what it is and what it looks like. And I think that's because, you know, I've used it in one particular way, but I know that there's so many different facets to it and it actually can mean so many different things. So I'd love to know how you actually work with your clients. What kind of services do you provide them? Um, I, I think our listeners would be interested to know kind of what what the different options are. That's such a valid point, Taylor. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Because like in virtual assistant, there also is many different facets to podcast management companies. Mm -hmm. So some podcast management companies, they just focus on marketing strategy and launching. Some podcast management companies, they just focus on editing. Some focus on finding guests and scheduling guests, and outreach to particular podcasts and seeing where they have a need and filling that need. Mm -hmm. So Crackers in Soup is solely based on the things that I enjoy doing. (laughs) As it should be. love that. (laughs) Yes. We're only really good at the things we like anyway. It's so true. Yes, you have to focus on your genius. And kind of like branch out from there. Absolutely. And, and that's, that. that's not saying that you're not allowed to include other things that kind of aren't your expertise. But if you are, make sure that you're retaining either contract employees or full, full or part-time employees that that's their genius. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that they love doing that. So what my company offers, Crackers and Soup offers, we offer creation of intro and outros and cover art. Which is my jam. We have, I have so a subscription. Fun. It's so much fun. I have a subscription to a royalty free music company. Um, I send after, there's a robust questionnaire that we send after you retain us to create your intro and outro and cover art. We ask for mood boards so that my graphic designer, who is also the co-host of uh, Chatting Over Chowder, she is actually a designer from from high school. She went to a vocational school where she did design. She went to college where she did graphic designing. She has a degree in graphic designing. She created our website, which our our, our website is thebomb.com. Crackersinstitute.com <laughs> um, is our website. And but actually go to thebomb.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't go to bomb.com. I don't know what you're going to find there. And you maybe end up on some sort of I don't want you to end government. up on a watch list. No watch lists here. I guess. Don't be on the They're government's watch the list. back to this podcast, but we heard it on the wind podcast. <laughs> they told then, us to go there. So don't go to bomb.com. Don't go to bomb.com. <laughs> so she loves, and she loves creating the cover arts and she snatches your soul when she creates those cover arts, it's like not something that she just slaps onto Canva, not hating on Canva and all the people that do things in Canva, but you can tell that she puts so much thought and it's so yeah. intricate. And then I love finding the musical selections for my clients and they'll be like, that's the song. 
and helping them get through the intro and what to say in the intro and what energy to put into it. Those are all things that we love to do. The intro, the outro, and the cover art. Um, we also do graphics. So creating guest templates, solo templates, quote templates based upon the cover art. So everything is cohesive. And then for our packages, we do post-recording packages. So that is editing. We create copy, which is the show notes, the titles, the summarization. Um, we do all of the editing from the raw audio. We create audiograms. We create, if you don't already have the templates and you buy the post-recording package, we create your templates that you'll, that we'll use over and over again. Everything that we do is very intentional and very cohesive so that every time a listener sees like that color or that format or that graphic, they know it's associated with Win Podcast. It's mm-hmm. very, it's, it's very meta. Yeah. It's very mental mind whammies. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that we're like, every time you think, Oh, this is associated with Win Podcast. I, I haven't listened to their episode. Or I haven't listened to them in a couple of weeks. Let me go back. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, like, it's all mind tricks. Absolutely. No, that's, I, so I used to be a history teacher and I, one of my favorite things to teach was advertising and like talking about mm. propaganda and advertising and that connection and how basically advertising came out of the success of propaganda, right? We didn't have a consumer culture back during the First World War. So we kind of learned from that propaganda and those techniques into our advertising. And anyway, before I get that's, on a whole fascinating tangent here, it's one of my favorite things to teach them because it's so relevant. Yeah. It's everywhere, especially now, right? I mean, I wish I was still in the classroom now to talk about this, but um, you know, with, with all the different forms of social media, all the ways that your advertising is tracking you, something that seems so simple, right? can make this huge mental impact because Mm -hmm. like you said, it's the association. You see that color combined with that symbol. Like it's like, okay, how many people can name the Nike symbol off the top of their head? And if you saw just that, you know, it's Nike and this is not an ad for Nike, but we just totally promoted Nike. So but um, if Nike, Nike wants to sponsor us, get, get get better on your ethics and we'll, we'll get you. Yes, get you on exactly. Your exactly. We'll work on that progress. first. We won't crap on them too much, but no. let's, let's, let's up level that a little bit. Anyway, um, people need to appreciate that their cover art is essentially their logo. Yes. So when you're creating a cover art, just think how many different places that this cover art is going to be. Yes. So when you're creating it, you just don't want like your picture with the name of your podcast just slapped up there like it was a third grade collage project. (laughs) You really want to put some sort of concentration and focus. Okay. Podcasting is a long, a long end game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You don't get instant gratification. You don't get instant mm-hmm. success. So if you're going to take the time, because there is a lot of time that you have to take if you want mm-hmm. to do podcasting correctly, if you're going to put in the energy, because there is a lot of energy that you put into the game of podcasting, do it right the first time. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. It's, it's interesting for those, for our listeners who don't have podcasts. Um, you know, you were talking about all the different pieces that, that your, your management company works on. And it's like, you're like, wow. Yeah. That's, that is a list. Like, you know, I think about the, you know, the, the work that independent podcasters do. It's like, 
you do each and every individual piece of those things. And it is, it is a lift. It's a heavy lift. And I think it can seem like you just jump on and you record and you're like, Hey, this is me, but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. So there's so much power behind having a management company to help support all of those different things so that you can focus on your genius as a podcaster in bringing, you know, quote unquote, being the talent or, you know, whatever you want, you want to call it. Um, but that's your genius and let somebody else focus on what their genius is too. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. And I think that's, I mean, this can translate so far beyond podcasts too. like this, this is so applicable in any type of business, right? We've got a lot of like small business owners who listen, um, you know, th- this is true with any type of branding, whether it's podcast branding, mm-hmm. whether it's true brand building, um, I don't know if that was a word, but it was meant to be <laughs> brand building. <laughs> I was going to say branding, but that was a little too much. Um, and, you know, and just getting getting that recognition out there in whatever form, right? So this is, it's the same process, if just slightly tweaked, depending on what industry you're in. Um, and Bethany, you made a hugely good point about the fact that, aud- you know, podcasts are just audio. Mm. So these little things that help paint the picture, right? Because we're pretty visual people. Help paint that picture of your podcast and and create that scene around the audio is so crucial. And that's why when we record our podcast episodes, we also upload it into YouTube. Mm -hmm. Because we never know what specialty is going to resonate with our listeners. Like, are they going to be listeners? Are they visual learners? Mm -hmm. Are they audio learners? So encompassing all of the things so that we can give our listeners options 100%. is really, and, and so many people learn in many different facets. Some people can listen to an entire episode in one chunk. Some people don't have the attention span to listen to like an hour long episode and they prefer to watch a video and then mark that point where they stop so that they can go back. Yeah. So we want to take into consideration Every single person that listens to our podcast, we're grateful for, and we want to honor them and how they listen and how they learn. Yeah. Because even though it sounds like chatting over chowder is very, is very simplistic, it truly, as Beth, you had stated, allows our guests to drop so many gems of brilliance and so many things that are going to leave a lasting impression yeah. that you can listen to it at one point, And then all of a sudden at one o'clock in the morning, you're like, damn, that shit hit me. Like, po- yes. boom. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's usually when it hits me when I'm, when I'm up feeding my five month old, I'll be like <laughs> sitting there at 2am and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like unclick. Like it just, like it finally made sense. You can hear something. And I think that's why another reason why, you know, the audio and the visual is so important when you hear something and then you hear it repeated a couple times within a podcast episode or in a couple episodes or maybe even on different podcasts, you're like, oh, yeah, and it goes in your ear and out, you know, out the other ear. But then all of a sudden, it's like you're having this big revelation. And I think that's the power behind podcasts and 100%. all these different different um, ways that we can communicate. 100%. I used to I'm in real estate and I used to work for a brokerage that was very big on training. Um, they, they have an incredible training program and that's why a lot of people go there. And one thing that they would have new agents do is listen to the same 
audio or the same video over and over again to help them remember these scripts, to help them mm. kind of customize these scripts and really understand what it is they're doing, right? So you you learn the basics first, and then you're able to then tweak it to your own and, and create your own um, kind of identity around how you're you're doing these sales, right? And it's the same concept. You, you have to hear something multiple times for it to really truly ingrain. And then for you to kind of be able to put your own twist on it too, right? And say, okay, how how does this apply to me and my situation? How am I going to utilize this information? Um, and so I think, you know, it, it just total sense that the more ways that we can put this content out there, the more people who are going to be able to access it and learn from it and benefit from it. Absolutely. And it all comes down to human connection, right? Like mm -hmm. us humans, we are, we need connection and we need people. Some people say, oh, you know, uh, I, I ride by myself. I'm solo, but the majority of the people need a gathering. They need a community. They need, they need their people. And at first you can connect with somebody and think, okay, that person is cool. But the more times that you touch them, the more times that they see you, the more times that they truly hear what you're saying, that's going to create that connection. And that's going to create that need for them to hit subscribe. And that's going to connect that need for them to want to reach out to you and to want to work with you. So it's all about catering to human connection in a truly authentic way. Like if you are shady, don't be trying to connect people just to be shady. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's part of it too, right? Is the more that you make those connections, the more people really see the true you, right? Because if you're going to have a facade on, if you're going to have this kind of one-sidedness, you can only do that when you limit your access or people's access to you, right? So the more that you put yourself out there, the more that you create those connections, the more the authentic you is going to shine through whether you want it to or not. Right? So true. Absolutely. So, so um, you know, you had quite a journey in coming here, right? You've had this whole other career before going out and starting your own business. Um, you, you know, and then within your business, you've, you've kind of changed and adapted what your focus has been. So in the process of making all these changes of starting this business, of transitioning your business, what are some of the challenges that you've had to deal with and how have you overcome those or, or dealt with them, I guess? So some of the challenges are learning who I don't want as clients. Mm which is a beautiful thing because that allows you to know who you do want as clients. Um, I can't work with people who don't have any vision for themselves or their business yeah. because I am a very, very futuristic person. Mm. I'm a very, very big visualizer. And those are just some of my personality traits that allows me to soar in my business. And if you are somebody who works in the right here, right now only, I bid thee farewell because, <laughs> because you're going to make me crazy. <laughs> and there's not enough money that I can assess on the pain in the ass tax to you that's going to make it worth my while. <laughs> So those are some challenges. Um, working with some people that I was like, okay. And every time 
I have that feeling where I'm like, uh, I think that they're going to be a problematic, but Bethany just disregarded it. It'll be fine. I always kick myself. Yeah. And I'm like, you knew. I'm like, you knew. You're an empathic Gemini. You knew. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no one to blame but myself. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the, like, that's the power of having your own business. You, like, like you said at the top of this podcast, like, you get to decide who you work with. Like, when you work in just a, a regular company, you don't really get to decide that. You kind of have to work with whoever. And, you know, Joe Schmo over there is like a total jerk and I hate working with him, but I have to because I have no choice. But when you have your own company, I think sometimes we fall into that pattern where we're like, oh, no, I have to work with this person because I need to make the money and da 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 da. But the longer you do it, you're just like, my soul hurts. I'm just not happy doing this. And like, like you said, also, you know, not all money is good money. Like, if I don't feel good making this money in this way, why am I even doing it? I'm doing this so I can be free. I'm doing this so I can support myself and do what I want to do. Um, So, you know, why? Why even do it? So I, I love that. I think that's so important. And it's a good reminder. We have to like say that to ourselves. You don't have to keep working with people you don't want to work with. Well, yes. especially too, because like, you know, all the things you said, Taylor, are totally valid. And I feel like sometimes people try to justify those things away with the like, but it's just for now. Mm-hmm. But even with the just like, even if you're trying to justify those things away, it's like you said, it ends up coming back to bite you. It's never ends up actually panning out and being worth it. So that right there is enough reason to not compromise yourself and your value and your values, right? Um, and I think, totally. I think sometimes that needs to be said too, because it's like, sometimes people can make those justifications in the short term. It's like, okay, well, that aside, like put that aside, it's still not worth it because you're still not getting what you thought you were going to get out of it, right? Mm. It's still going to end up damaging your business in some way. And then you also compromise your values. Mm-hmm. And another thing that's important to bring in into this conversation is the legalities of running a business. Mm-hmm. Breaking down if you want to be a sole proprietorship and what that looks like. Breaking down if you want to be an LLC, if you want to add employees, if you want to add contract employees, if you do add employees, that you're aware that you have to pay employee tax, that you have to have workman's comp. Those those type of things, I feel like when people are are starting into their own business adventure, those things are kind of pushed to the side because yes. their concentration is getting on clients and getting paid so that their bills can be paid, which is an understandable, important thing to check off of your list. But also understanding what you as now a business owner, what that means and what that entails yeah. and having people in your life like a CPA, like mm-hmm. a trademark attorney. If you are listening to this podcast and you have not trademarked your name for your podcast or you have not trademarked your business name, please put this on pause, (laughs) go find a trademark attorney and go do that. Because when you have an amazing concept, an amazing idea, people gravitate towards that. Mm. And then they're like, oh, wait, now I can make my own spin on this company that's very reminiscent of the company that's doing well. And then I'll trademark it. And then you're kind of like, you're, it's problematic. I'll just yeah. say that. I, yep. I will not curse any more than I have. <laughs> but you're, you're up a stream without a paddle. So. 
absolutely. I thank you so much for calling that out. I think that's mm-hmm. really important. I don't think we talk about that honestly. I was just gonna say podcast. I think this is something that gets glossed over mm-hmm. way too often. And it's I mean, it's something that all business owners struggle with because a lot of times people who go into business are creatives and aren't necessarily of this like legal numbers, accounting, like mindset. And I know like for me personally, like with our real estate business, like I have struggled through the accounting and it's getting real close to the point of hiring someone to like full time manage our books because it's just a lot. And I had no idea how much of my time was going to be spent as an accountant mm-hmm. by investing in real estate. Like that just never was on my radar. And so now I'm getting this like crash course. I've literally spent the last like three days in accounting books and tax documents trying to learn how to do books. Yeah. And like, that's just one small piece, right? And, and so- even merging accounts, like, like you're yeah, saying, like, like you have to make sure that you are extremely diligent on only extracting money from your business account for mm-hmm. business needs. Yes. And as far as your personal account, only using that for your personal needs. So even when you're paying yourself, making sure that it is very clear that you're transferring money from your business account into your personal account for salary purposes only. Yeah. So these are kind of like the in the weeds, dirty dog things that people really don't discuss when yes. you're creating a business. But it is imperative because you do not want to get hemmed up by the government. Like there have been celebrities who have gone to jail for tax evasion. You are not as cool as Lauren Hill. (laughs) And she went to jail. Like she was literally a songbird. You do not want to be in that situation. Absolutely. Out of ignorance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. absolutely and like it's true like you don't know what you don't know so hire somebody who does know yeah because like at the end of the day because the end of the day too you want to be working on your business and not in your business and if you're spending all your time educating yourself on something that isn't going to help you grow your business what are are you doing what are you doing there i mean we're all guilty of it (laughs) but but like this is your like if you've been waiting for your sign to do something about it like this is this is us saying like this is your sign hire that out because you're going to make more money in the long run by doing that now than waiting because time, you know, time is money guys. And you're spending your time on accounting. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. I will vouch for that entirely right now. Yes. I'm like, I I'm sitting over here and Bethany, I'm like absorbing and loving everything you're saying. And I'm also simultaneously having a panic attack. Yeah. Like, like I, like that's how I feel right now. So I'm like, yes, yes. She's nailing it. She's nailing it. Like, this is amazing. This is stuff people need to hear. Holy shit. I'm screwed. Like, <laughs> The, and this is all, Beth, preach, been there. This is all trials and tribulations yes. of having a business. Yes. And, and every year, every year, it's something new. It's something yes. new it, you're not thinking of because you grew or because you scaled or because this changed or that yeah. changed. And no, though these thoughts and this, this occurs because you're growing. Yes. Because you're scaling. If you were staying stagnant, You'd be like, what else? Whatever I did last year is as cool as I'm doing this year. But because you're doing so many amazing things and because you're, you're more sought after, these are the things that start coming up. It's like, Oh, I did not do that correctly. And your CPA is yelling at you and you're like, but I had hired somebody who I thought was a book, good bookkeeper. Not that I've had that experience. Nope. Not at all. I have. So if you're retaining people to help you in these systems, 
make sure that they're legitimate. Make sure that they get back to you. Make sure that you can get back to them. Mm -hmm. Don't just send people money and then never question what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because anybody Mm -hmm. worth their weight in, in their product or their services in which they provide for you, they'll be in regular contact. And I'm not saying, you know, they have to hold your hand every day. But there should be some sort of conversation at least every other week or at the bare minimum, at least once a month where they're able to articulate to you what they did in your services, what they did for your accounting, what they did for your bookkeeping, what they did in your your LLC journey, what they did in your trademark journey. You have to have communications with these people. Don't just throw your money at them and just say, I wipe my hands of it. Always be involved in your business in every aspect. And you're going to learn so much more from that engagement with them. It's the difference between being proactive and reactive, like waiting until there's a problem versus like following along, making sure they're doing what you paid them to do. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's, I don't know about you guys, but I struggle with that, right? I feel bad harassing people. I'm like, mm-hmm, oh, this is mm-hmm. this is what they do. They should know. I'm like, no, I hired them to do it. Yeah, totally. They work for me in this scenario. And I think that's hard sometimes to remember and to, yes. to feel like you're doing the right thing by harassing yeah. them. <laughs> Give yourself permission to ask those questions and to have those contacts. So Beth, yeah. I bless thee. <laughs> contact those people ask those questions <laughs> holy water trickle down oh. blessings blessings yes exactly <laughs> so speaking of growth speaking of the future i would love to hear what your thoughts are because i know that you have a lot of them because you've just said how future future minded you are where are your businesses going where do you see your your maybe there's more businesses in your future um what do you see in the future for all of your businesses and more? Oh, I love this question. Thank you for asking, Taylor. I want a production studio. <gasps> I want women of color. I want allies of women of color to be able to come into a building that is set up like a homey living room environment where we provide mics we provide headphones all of the highest quality that we can provide them with an auto audio engineer and they can come in and they can either re- record their podcast they can record their audiobook without having to go out and create all of these expenses for themselves like the microphones and the headphones and the cameras because all of these expenses when you're first starting out feel extremely overwhelming especially if you don't know the quality of the microphone that you have and you end up spending $1,500 on a microphone that's junk when you could have got an $80 Samsung QT that works like it has the highest quality, right? Yes. So you just invested an additional $1,300 on something that is going to kick out in, in a month. Yeah. So I want literally a building in which people can go, they can bring their children if they need to. They can show the next generation that they have a place to create their stories. Mm. They have a place that they can create their legacies and their families are, are a part of that. I love that. That's, oh, that's so incredible. It like gives me the chills. I'm like, uh, I think that's so powerful. Cause, and I think the other thing that would be really cool about that studio too, like you were just saying, like, the upfront cost of doing all this stuff, it's like, it can be overwhelming, but it can also stop you from getting started. So and, true. and so it's like, 
if this helps one more person who can then support their family and grow a business and like really find that independence in themselves because they used your service, like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) game changer. I can't like, you feel so good. Oh, I love that. Taylor, I love where you just took that. I just want to tell you where I am in my head right now. I'm wondering where the soup bar is going to be in this building. (laughs) Like we wouldn't have soup. There'd be like a whole cafeteria (laughs) set up, like with different, different soups. But it's, I I love that you said that because in 2020, 75% of new podcasts were woman-based. And there is such a need. Yes. There is such a need and a desire for women to get their voices heard Mm -hmm. and get their perspectives out there. And I think that the game is really changing for not only podcast hosts being women, but also podcast producers, podcast Mm. managers, people behind the scenes. There's such an influx of women coming into this industry. And I think it's, it's very, not only beautiful to see, but it's very important to see because women hear things very differently than men. Mm -hmm. So when women are editing, I shouldn't say all women. When I edit, I edit for conversation. Mm. I edit for clarity. I edit for flow. So there are a lot of men who edit for technical reasons. And there is a very big difference that a listener can hear when you're editing for technical versus editing for conversation. Absolutely. So it's not only just a building where people can go and have their voices recorded without the pressures of having like a whole studio set up in their house, but it's also a place and an opportunity. Like I want to get the local Votechnical school involved Mm. and have them come in and do like internships or do, or have some sort of hands-on experience where they can say in high school, I produced a podcast. Yeah, that's oh. amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> no, I think I think that piece of it is so crucial too because it's like it's all the elements, right? It's the studio itself, but then it's the people working in the studio and the people gaining experiences around all this equipment, this tech side, this creative side, like all these pieces together is the whole picture, right? And that's that's so cool. I think I'm so excited that you're local so that yes. I'm Beth and I are there. We're like, we've already, we're in your, your, your vision. Like we're, we're there recording right now. As long as there's soup. Oh. And (laughs) so it's like, the reason why I want to put it in our city is so that people don't have to travel to Boston. Yes. Because Boston's a bitch. Like going all one way. It's exhausting. Parking is like hell on earth. Yes. Trying to get a train or a subway. So true. All the nonsense is happening. And I want to do it in my city so that, I mean, we have so many, I don't want to say underprivileged, such a horrible term. Um, people who aren't, do not have access to things. Like they're underserved. Exactly. Yeah. So we like in my community, there's Lowell, there's Lawrence. So all of those different areas that don't have the financial, I don't know, givings or I I don't know what word I'm trying to say. Yeah. There's (laughs) not like an outside contribution that's giving back to like to serving this community to provide these resources to them. Correct. And then in my city, it's accessible. It's easy Mm -hmm. to get to. There's the parking. 
and they can do it for a we would do it for a reasonable fee so yeah. it's giving those those areas and those cities who don't have all of the luxuries of people who reside in Boston mm-hmm. an opportunity to come in and to start podcasting and to start this process. Absolutely. Just opening that door a little bit further, right? Like making it that much more accessible. Just like we talked about making it accessible for people listening, yeah. we also need to make it accessible for people producing, which is amazing. Yeah. Yes. And that and that creates not only podcasts, it creates companies. You never know who's going to come in and be like, I want to do this for myself and I want to create my own company. And that's creating generational legacies for their families. So it just creates the spiral effect of higher energy and money and wealth. I love uh, it. I can't wait to see this come to fruition. It's uh, going to be an incredible opportunity for so many people, for so many people. Yes. So Beth, I'm going to need you to get into commercial building for real estate. I'm going to need you to work on that. (laughs) On it, on it. That's amazing. You're you're going to get a real good deal right now on commercial. Yes, real good deal. Now's the time to buy in commercial. (laughs) Everything's open. Everything's half off. Half off for commercial. Everything is 1.25 APR. Yes, Yes, exactly. Amazing. Yes, absolutely. So- Bethany, you're just such a breath of fresh air. Like I love everything about the way that you have structured your business. And I think, I think you're the way of the future, right? Like this, this idea that business doesn't have to mean you do things one way, right? It, it can mean that you honor your values, you honor your beliefs, you honor the people that you're looking to serve. Like it's, you know, this is the direction. And I, I hesitate to use the word feminine because I feel like it turns some people off, but like, the future is feminine in a way, right? Like it's moving towards more inclusive, softer, less defined um, ways of doing business, right? It's moving away from this kind of man version of business to this more like soft version of business that yeah. not soft in a negative way, not soft in a not strong way, but like in a, in a just there's room for everybody kind of way. Yeah. And so I think um, you know, you as a person are a huge part of, well, you're, you're the only part, you are your business, right? <laughs> but like your, your personality, your, your experiences are a huge part of that. And I'm curious if you think that you have any specific habit or trait or routine that you've developed that has really helped propel you forward and be so successful in your business. Such a great question. So, um, I, and problematic in that I will work like 16 hours, which is not healthy in any way, shape or form. So I rely on my team to say to me, I got this. You have retained us. You have employed us for a reason. And when you become very selective on, on who you bring into your life, those type of energies just automatically and naturally come in. And I have been so blessed to have selected the most amazing crew in crackers and soup. So I need that not only tell me I've got this, but also tell me when I'm acting stank. (laughs) Because I am not above being checked. (laughs) I love that. It's it's true. And as a boss and as a business owner, there are some times when you have to have people that are going to tell you you're acting up and it's because you're tired. Go take a nap. 
because I know, because you're sending me emails at 11, 12, one o'clock at night. So I know that, and you started sending me emails 630 this morning. So I know that you are up and it's, it's taxing on not only on your energy, but on our energy as well. Yeah. That's so, so I, important. So that's like the best advice that I could give. Hire 100%. people that are going to respect you, mm. have your, your business invested in their vision as well and is going to check your ass because you're going <laughs> to act real stank yes and you need you don't need yes men you yes. need yes people absolutely yes. i think that's i think that's so underrated too right because like you hear all these things about managing people and you know like the respect and the hierarchy and kind of all those traditional ways but it's like if you're alone at the top you need people to help you right you, you need people who aren't afraid to talk to you about where you're going wrong. And, and it can be done in a very respectful way, mm-hmm. right? But like you need you need that because you're alone at the top, right? Yeah. You're, like you're just hanging out there all by yourself. And if you start going off in a bad direction, it affects everyone. You're it alone, but everyone. you don't want to be lonely. Yeah. And, and, and your crew that works with you, they're going to brag about your business too. Yes. So they're going to end up bringing, bringing clientele into your business just because they love working there and they love working with you. Absolutely. So if you're a freaking nightmare to work with, just because you've set yourself up in, in this, I, and I love the word that you use, Beth, hierarchy of, and let's not get it twisted. Everybody knows that I'm the boss. Everybody <laughs> knows that I've created, that I've created totally. this business. You don't need to remind them. They know who whose name's on the check. Yeah. <laughs> but you can set up the way to engage respectfully. Mm-hmm. And I always tell I always tell my my employees and the people who work with me and my partner, if I ever do something that's disrespectful to you mm-hmm. and really like hurts your soul, if you are uncomfortable with saying with it to me saying that to me at the time, please come and tell me the next day. Mm. Because I am not above apologizing. It's all about learning and it's all mm-hmm. about lessons and it's all about engaging and respect. And I think that that's not where the future is in, in like femininity so much, mm. but in respect and in honoring each other as individuals. Yeah. And you don't need to kiss ass and you don't need to be a hard ass in order to respect somebody. Yeah. It's oh. a balance. It's a, it's a complete balance between you, you have to ensure when you bring someone in that they understand the role that, you know, they understand what's expected of them, those expectations, but that also you have a mutual respect, right? And they're not your slave. They're not your, um, you know, just they're, they're, like, they're, they're part yeah. of this team. They are yeah. a crucial piece of this team. And there's that mutual respect and love and appreciation um, that feeds the whole business, right? So, so when I was solo before I had my team, um, I would say the most beneficial that I thing that I did was engage in my community, yeah. develop the rapport, develop the relationships, develop the connections. So if you have your own business and you're the only one that's doing all of the things in your business, make sure that you are not only doing your client work, but make sure that you're reaching out and finding people that will be 
there for you when you have questions. Mm -hmm. People that you can trust their responses, you can trust their answers, and you can build and that they can welcome you into not only their community, but other people who have the same vested interest as you. So those are my advice for if if you are a boss and you have employees, be respectful, make sure that they can come and talk to you when you're wiling out because you will while out because owning a business is, is, is stressful. And whoever says that it's not is either lying or (laughs) they come from a family with generational wealth and they don't need to be stressed. Yeah. These people that are like, I only work three hours and I just started my business last week. And it's like, okay, you work three hours because your grandfather gave you a million dollar stock option when you were like in your father's nutsack. Like you don't count. You don't count. (laughs) You don't count. It's so true that like that stress is so different. Like you like when you are dependent on yourself alone to make this happen, it's It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. But, but so be approachable if you're a boss. And if you're solo, make sure you find your community. Find And again, authenticity. Make sure mm-hmm. that you're authentic. Find those people that can pick you up when, when you're starting to feel really low and can offer their expertise because mm-hmm. they've already always been there. Always have people circling around you. That's where you want to be and where you've come from. Yeah. always be in the middle yeah i love that you've given so much good advice this like just every just like bam 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 like the whole podcast just advice after advice and it's so powerful and i i hope that our our listeners are gonna have to go back and like re-listen to some of this but i'd i'd love to hear some recommendations from you um as far as like books podcasts Anything that you use for either personal development or professional development, um, I feel like you've, you've really absorbed so much from everything that you've done. I, I'd love to hear more. I love my clients and I listen to their podcast. Like I will spend four hours editing their podcast and then I'll listen to their podcast once it's dropped. <laughs> and I'm like, I know it's dropped because I scheduled it to drop. Like It's kind of disgusting. I am all up in their business. But <laughs> some of my clients that I absolutely adore and I listen to their podcast is Melanated Conversations. Um, and that's with Kieran and Yana. Um, Things That Keep Us Up at Night. And that's with Abby Desjardin. And let me see. I also listen to The Lurk Lounge. Um, and that is with Summer Burnley. And for comedic, just things that I love so much. Um, is laughing. I listen to anything that Nicole Byer has put out. Um, she, Nicole Byer is like my best friend in my head. She's my BFF. <laughs> and I also listen to LeVar Burton Reads because I think that LeVar Burton is reading me a story every single time I listen to those episodes. And Amazing. I, I don't know if you guys know who LeVar Burton is, but he was on reading. He's, he's like the host of Reading Rainbow. Oh, I was like, why do I know this name now? Yep. Okay. Yep. And every story that he reads, he chooses just because he likes the story. And then after he finished reading it, he goes into his perspective of what the story is about and why it touches him. And like, inevitably, I end up getting choked up and I'm like, Uncle LeVar touched my soul again. 
<laughs> I love you, Uncle Lavar. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. So those are the podcasts. Um, as far as books, I I love reading. I just have not had the time. Um, I say that, and yet I will waste six hours <laughs> watching Snapped. But that's like, there's just something about Snapped. You can multitask. Like, yeah. You can multitask and watch something. You can't multitask and read. That's my biggest. That's, that's a really good point. Also, like, there's something, I mean, listen, I don't know what it is about true crime, but like, <laughs> it really helps me just like veg. <laughs> and not for nothing, but I'm super judgy. So I am like, these Snapped chicks, you are really killing your husband for like a hundred thousand. <laughs> And you're having your boyfriend that everybody knows that you have a boyfriend on the side do it? What are you doing? It's and not I'm smart. Like, it's not smart. It's not smart. I'm like, you're just, you should just go to the police department and turn yourself in. Like, as soon as you murder him, go to the PD and be like, I know you're going to catch me within a week. It wasn't even worth it. So, That's Taylor, smart. I'm so glad that you brought up True Crimes because we actually had um, Fruit Loops, which is serial killers of color, Wendy and Beth, on our podcast. And their entire podcast is talking about, serial killers who are not the like white cis normal men it is so good and it's so juicy and i love them to death and they give the background history of the town they also give the background history of um the killer they are super respectful of the victims which coming from the criminal justice background is super important to me and they always say like rise in power and then they name the victims so if you love true crime podcasts you have to go listen to fruit loops Cereal of color. I am really excited about that. that <laughs> and let me know. Send me a DM. Slip in my DM. Be like, this episode was fire. And I'm like, wasn't it though? Oh my gosh. I'm I'm so excited. I'm always looking for a new true crime podcast. And I love that concept. That is yes. so fun. So niche too. Yes. Like, I love a niche. good I love a good niche podcast. That's like I just can get so into it. I love it. (laughs) So, um, Bethany, I know that um, you have so much incredible wisdom and content that we haven't even gotten to touch on today. So I want to make sure that our audience can find it. So if you could just share where our audience can learn more about you and get in touch with you if they wanted to use your services or anything like that. Thank you, Beth. So we can be found on our website, crackersinsoup.com and I'll spell it because again we're in New England and we can't pronounce anything correctly so it is c-r-a-c-k-e-r-s-i-n-s-o-u-p dot com and then for social media um, we are the crackers in soup on Instagram and for Twitter I think it's like crackers in I don't know just type in crackers in soup you'll find it (laughs) (laughs) and for Facebook where crackers in soup is our Facebook group for our podcast chatting over chowder you can find us on Instagram chatting over chowder you can also find all of our podcast episodes on our uh, crackers in soup website if you hover over podcast it says chatting over chowder and you can just drop down and that's where all of our episodes live and then on Twitter, and I think it's like chatting underscore over. <laughs> Just type in chatting over chatter. <laughs> on Facebook, we're chatting over chatter. So basically, it's crackers and soup, Instagram, be crackers and soup, or chatting over chowder. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. And we will drop all of that in the show notes that everybody can find it easily. And if you're on Twitter, you're on your own. Um, no, I'm just kidding. 
no, but truly for real. <laughs> but seriously, like, we're but not seriously, right. I'm there like once a week, and all I all, and all I'm saying is chatting over chatter. Dropped a new episode. That's all I do on Twitter. So don't tweet Same. me anything because it'll be seven days before I get back to you. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Instagram is where we all live these days. Yes, it's so, so true. just follow us all there. Um, but Bethany, thank you so much. This has been so fun. I know we, this is probably for all of you listening, one of our longest episodes yet. And I'm sorry, we're not editing it. Nope. This is what it is. This is too perfect as it is. So, um, you get the whole thing and so much wisdom, so many amazing things. I'm taking so many notes over here myself. So, um, thank you, Bethany. Like this was incredible and so excited to see where your journey goes next and all of the things that you have planned in the future that we will definitely be keeping a close eye on thank you so much beth and taylor no this was incredible and thank you all for listening if you loved this episode please be sure to like subscribe and share with your friends and tag at the win underscore co and we'll see you next time bye guys